the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Brockler filling in for the great Peter Boyles across from me right now, formerly in this seat. And my gosh, it is uncomfortably warm. Jimmy Sangenberger, how are you? You know, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I don't know if I'm better or worse than Chris Rock today. Yeah. Well, you and I had talked uh, off air. Will we do something to reenact it right here just to get the sound down? Is it a slap or a punch? Or I think people would think it was staged, George. Do you <laughs> To drive the ratings? Yeah. Sangenberger pulls a... A Smith. Wait a minute. Am I the Chris Rock in this, or are you? I'm At not this sure who point, I want to be. You'd be the Chris Rock because you're the one with the mic. I think I, I want, mean, I want the Jada. real mic. I think I want Jada. I want to mm. be Jada, and then have someone else defend my honor. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know. There are only two of us here, so you can't be Jada. Yeah. No. Well, you know, Billy could come in. Maybe Billy's Will Smith. Listen, for <laughs> folks that um, are just tuning in, first off, George Brockler filling in for Peter Boyles, Jimmy was so nice to cover the first two hours. I was supposed to cover the whole morning this morning, and Jimmy's going to cover all morning tomorrow. But um, I I had to take some kids to school. I know that sounds ridiculous, but, but here's how that plays out. Um, my wife and my oldest son, both of whom are licensed drivers, which matters in this story, were in D.C. to visit my daughter, and my wife's got a conference thing, and my son wanted to go tour a place. And anyway, so that's great. We make those plans a long time ago. In between that time and today, a guy named Pete Boyles says, I think I'm done being on the radio. And all of a sudden, my shift goes from 9 to 10 to 6 to 10. And I don't really think much about it other than drinking from a fire hose. And then on Friday, I looked down at the calendar and thought, who will drive the boys? I have a 14 and 12-year-old. Who will drive them to school? Can they drive themselves? And the answer to the first question was, I don't know. The second one was maybe. <laughs> And I we I talked I talked myself out of teaching them to drive over the weekend because I just thought it, it probably it would might be not right. be legal for them to do that and oh undoubtedly uh, not legal at all yeah I, yeah but at this point given what we've seen on the Oscars engaging in illegal conduct is not a necessarily a condition precedent to being charged it doesn't have to take place fair point you don't have to be charged for your crimes so uh, Jimmy was nice enough to come in and take over the the, the hardest two hours, yeah, honestly. the early the two hours. Six to eight are the tough ones. That's it. So thank you, Jimmy, for doing Ooh. that. Listen, when you have children and you need them driven to school one morning, I should give you like a card, a take-my-kids-to-school card, like a get-out-of-jail-free card, you <laughs> right. know, but take-my-kids-to-school card. Maybe it's an Uber taxi thing. I'll do it. Sign me up. All right. I'll keep that in mind. I'll hold you to it. Yeah. And by the way, though, I, you may have kids you don't know of. I'm not presupposing you don't. I'm just saying of the ones that you claim legally – I will take them to school when you ask me to. That's good to know. I'm going to keep that in mind. You know, George is just, he's got such a nice, kind heart. <laughs> when I can find it, it, it is pretty kind and pretty nice. Listen, uh, just to reset this, because Jimmy and I, I think we're channeling the same thing. Last night, Jimmy sends in an email with a bunch of clips, and I'm like, oh, my God, I was looking for clips, too. Because this thing that took place yesterday at the Oscars is um, bizarre, and there's a ton of different angles to it, and I want to talk to to you guys about that for sure. And I listened to Jimmy talk to you about it. it; was great conversation. I'll just cut to the chase and tell you I don't think this was faked at all. Uh, there's nothing about it that seems fake to me, including Chris Rock's recovery or response. We'll play some clips here in a minute. 
But I'll say this, if you're feeding the conspiracy of this was all planned and all this, you don't have to look any farther than all the media leading up to the Oscars, which were stories like, are the Oscars relevant anymore? What happened to the Oscars? Why do the Oscars suck? And all of a sudden they have a scene out of Muhammad Ali, you know, out of Ali, which was another movie for which I think Will was nominated for Best Actor but didn't win. Uh, and he comes up and tags Chris. This is setting the stage. So Chris Rock is up there. He's about to give some award for longest, hardest to watch documentary or something. Some I don't know what the actual movie is. But he's out there and he's I know this is going to come as a shock to people who don't know Chris, Chris Rock. He's cutting jokes, man. He's just cracking wise. He's telling his little funny stuff. And he takes a look over at Jada Pinkett Smith. That Smith is Will Smith's last name. She is his wife, longtime wife. They have a very interesting relationship that they talk about on tons of different forums. Uh, they don't hold anything back. It's an, it's very interesting. I'm happy that they're together and whatever. Love works. And so Chris ends up making a comment about Jada Pinkett Smith's hairstyle. I don't know if he knows that she has alopecia or that she struggled with that. It doesn't matter because this is how it sounds. He is praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please, Lord. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? Now, initially, Chris says that, and people laugh, and it's so funny. And even Will Smith. It's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that is the sound of Chris reacting to Will Smith getting up. Will Smith, much bigger dude than Chris Rock. And uh, I don't know if everybody hates Chris, but certainly in that moment, Will Smith did. And he takes the stage. And you get this view. If you haven't watched it, I, listen, I'm not telling you to go watch the Oscars. Go Google this clip, right? I mean, it's worth watching. And you should find the one that Jimmy found from Skyline. Uh, Sky News Australia. Sky News, Sky News Australia. There's also one that is a Japanese person translating for the Japanese audience where you can hear everything. But uh, Will Smith gets up and he takes the stage. And clearly Chris Rock thinks this is going to be... Just a jokey, funny. He even nervously, well, though, like what's going on, confused, says Richard. Doesn't say Will. He yeah. says Richard, who's the character Will Smith plays yeah. in the movie. And I'm not sure if it's confused or if he's trying to be funny again, point because Richard was sure. this commanding kind of anger. And anyway, this is what happens. Oh, oh wow. wow. That, that sound that preceded, oh, wow, was Chris Rock getting hit in the face by Will Smith. And it's, it looked to me like an open hand hit, like a, a B slap, if we were going to call it that for FCC safe communications here, a B slap. But it was hard. And I don't think Chris expected it. The crowd kind of reacts. They're not sure what to do with it. But then if you listen to Chris Rock afterwards, um, I don't think this was faked at all, man. He is struggling to try to find words to, to keep this thing going. My hat's off to him for how he kept his composure. Meanwhile, Will Smith leaves the stage and yells at like the top of his lungs, keep my wife's name out of your super sweet mouth. Except he doesn't say super sweet. He chooses a different word that doesn't begin with S, but instead begins with F. And he yells it twice. And you can tell, I think Chris is still a little concerned. This dude may come off the rails because he goes, I, I won't, or I'm not, or something like that. And then he stammers for a moment, and I think this is it. That was a... Greatest night in the history of television. Okay. 
that was the greatest night in the history. See, I think his mind is racing to try to make up for something here. And he said he should have said that was the greatest moment in television or the, whatever it was, but he can't do it. And then he stammers a little bit more and he's like, we are here. And then there's like this long, awkward pause as his brain is trying to reset. This was, in my opinion, completely legitimate. Jimmy, did you go back and forth no, as you I, talk to callers about it? Yeah, listeners who were making the point of stage that this was staged. I, I think there no were some intended. good obs- Yes, exactly. That there were some good reasons why they were concluding that that got me thinking. You know, maybe you got a point there. But the more I thought about it, the more we had yeah. others calling in. That of course three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one saying no. I don't think this was staged. The more I realized, you know, my original inclination. That it was legit, I think, holds, especially given from this this side when we're hosting a show, you know when you have technical issues, you're supposed to just ignore them and just keep going. Chris Rock did his best to do oh, exactly that. You, you could tell that for he more out of a dude figuring out oh, what yeah. do I do here? Yeah. Because this is on camera and everybody can see what just yep. happened. He acknowledged it a moment ago. Then it's time to move on. And he, he did his best. I think he did better than anybody could have under those circumstances. And you had mentioned earlier in the show, Jimmy, that, look, this guy is a seasoned stand-up comic. Clearly, he's been heckled before. Maybe even dudes have taken to the stage before. But my guess is in that setting, if that were to happen, his guard is up. Like he, like a stranger takes the stand, you know, starts coming up at him, stands up. My guess is he's thinking, okay, escape routes, self-defense or something. But when it's someone he knows he's clearly familiar and previously friendly with, and they come up in that setting in front of a whole bunch of people, not a lot of Americans, but a lot of other people watching the Oscars. Um, he can't be thinking, I'm about to be hit in the face. I'm about to suffer a battery. And that's what it strikes me is just like, no pun intended, that uh, this was completely unscripted. And I think the response from the Oscar people that are running the show and the response from law enforcement and the response from Hollywood is just typical garbage in this circumstance. They don't know how to handle it because they're always contradicting themselves. On the one hand, they want the wokeism, but on the other hand, they're fine with this toxic masculinity display by Will Smith. But then he gets up there and he says, oh, I want to apologize to the Academy and to others. He doesn't apologize not to, to Chris. Chris Rock, No, of not course, to Chris. Everybody hates Chris. He brings out the waterworks yeah. and makes himself the victim in a way that I think relates to the other Hollywood folks in the crowd, George, because he's saying... Look, in this business, it's so tough because everybody's looking at us and we have to just put on that smile on our faces and just go through it. That's where he's trying to build sympathy. You don't spend all that time trying to build sympathy if it wasn't legit. I think it was absolutely legit. And the whole whiny, hand-wringing, tear-jerking nonsense. Look, I like Will Smith. I I think I've seen every single one of his movies. I loved him. Um, but that last night, I lost a ton of respect for that guy. One, the lawlessness of his conduct and just giving in to what, whatever emotion he was feeling at the moment, I don't care. And then to get up there and to not straight up say to everybody watching, I was wrong. He doesn't ever say he was wrong. He just says, hey, I apologize to the Academy and my fellow nominees. Like, one, how about Chris Rock? And two, how about to the rest of the planet, at least those that were watching, that had to suffer through watching that little violent exchange there because you can't control your temper? Uh, Question to you as somebody who, unlike me, is married. 
there are those who say he was just defending his wife and it, it, in two ways. One, as in maybe a justification, saying that's what he was doing and it was nice to see a man actually go up there and defend his wife. But it also is a point what for those wing who... wingnuts said that? People on social media, on Twitter. Mm. It, it was one of those big yeah. trending things sure. along with the criticisms of him. But then there's the other side that says that proves that this wasn't staged. That it was legit because that was a visceral reaction of a man yeah, I, whose wife was listen, called out. I have no doubt in my mind it was a visceral reaction. I have equally no doubt in my mind it was criminal conduct and mm-hmm. he should be ticketed or arrested for that conduct. I mean, listen, this idea that, well, he was defend. First off, what about the idea that we're in this environment now where we don't just have gender equality or gender equity? Genders don't even matter anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what if Jada Pinkett Smith had gotten up and walked up there because of something Chris Rock said about her husband and hit some other female comedian or some other female comedian said, would we be like, well, she's just defending her husband? Or if it was a white guy in the audience whose wife and he went up and slapped Chris Rock. That may be the biggest thing. The hypocrisy here is obvious, and that is if Chris Rock had poked fun at Sean Penn's wife, and you know Sean Penn is a human hand grenade, and he's willing to pull his own pin at any moment, and he walked up there and punched out Chris Rock People would be calling for his head. A white guy assaulting a black guy in front of millions of people on that stage. People would be going nuts. But not when it's Will Smith, not when it's a a black male attacking another black male in Hollywood where they can't figure out whose side are we supposed to take on this. I mean, what what happened here? We with the how about this? What if it was a female comedian? And a female comedian takes a shot at Jada Pinkett Smith. And that female comedian could be black or white. I don't care. And and Will Smith walks up there and puts a B-slap on her. Would we be going, well, he's defending his wife? I mean, this is all utter nonsense. And, and the, the biggest concern I have about this is we all witnessed a crime, a crime for which there is no lawful defense, right? Unless the dude's going to say, I'm under the influence of drugs or alcohol. I didn't know what I was doing. That's going to be tough. Right. It was um, it was self-defense. It was the product. I mean, there's nothing self-defense against words, self-defense against words. And a guy whose hands were behind his back when he hit him like a coward man hit him, hit a dude who didn't even have his hands up. This should be a crime. And then I I look online today and I see that these uh, that these news outlets are saying Chris Rock won't press charges. I just want to be clear here as someone who's done a little bit of stuff with the criminal justice world over the years. That couldn't be a more fake, irrelevant comment in the world of criminal justice ever. Nobody, nobody gets to decide when charges get pressed or not except the district attorney. End of story. Mm -hmm. If we allowed victims to say, I don't want to press charges and just walk away from the crime, the amount of domestic violence that we would prosecute would drop down to about 1%. Mm -hmm. That is it. I'm glad you're mentioning that because it's something we hear all the time. Press charges. Press. Do they want to press charges? And you, as a district attorney for eight years, especially, uh, you really get that. And it's important reminder because so many of us would think, oh, yeah, well, they get to decide. But it's no. Hollywood that presses that nonsense. Right. Right. And that for the LAPD, I want to know if the LAPD interviewed him. Did they interview Will Smith or did they just go talk to Chris Rock and he said, hey, no big deal. I don't care. And they went, hey. I guess back to the post-Oscar parties for yeah. us. That is not how law enforcement is supposed to work. And I'll tell you what, if it were Sean Penn that threw a punch on Chris Rock, they wouldn't have walked away from that either. And would Chris Rock have said, I do want to press charges against a Sean Penn? I don't know, man. Th- this thing feels to me like it is 
ridiculous hmm. at, at, at almost every level. Now, I'm not saying the guy, I'm not saying Will Smith should be convicted or sent to jail or to prison, but for him to get a pass on entering the criminal justice system the way everybody else who isn't a cajillionaire in Hollywood who punched another dude in front of millions of people without a lawful defense. How many people are out there right now facing misdemeanor assault charges in Colorado who are like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was in a bar, man. I mean, I was drunk when I threw up. I'm facing jail, but this dude who's stone cold sober, who gets his his panties in a bunch trying to defend his wife, it's okay for him to go in front of people and throw a, a slap onto a guy? Yeah, this is what got Kathy Griffin, and I read a tweet, listener texted in on the app, her it got her to go on Twitter and say, look, at the risk that you've put comedians across the country in now because they want to be the next Will Smith. People in the audience want to be the next Will Smith and make their way up onto a stage and not just heckle with words or throw tomatoes at somebody, yeah. but throw a punch or slap across the face or try to outdo what Will Smith did and really turn it from a slap into a punch or I want to knock the guy out on stage. He has just made it okay in the name of I'm defending my girlfriend or my wife's good name or honor to go out and use violence. That's what he's just done. And the LAPD basically has said, we're okay with it as long as the victim's okay with it. Like this was some sort of consensual combat or something. Mm-hmm. 303-696-1971. Rob, you're on uh, with George Brockler filling in for Pete Boyles. Jimmy, across the uh, desk from me here. What do you think, Rich? Rob, sorry, Rob. Hey, George, how are you doing? Living the dream. What do you think about all this? Well, it it kind of reminded me of the late '70s at the Country Music Awards with um, Charlie Rich was uh, he was presenting the awards, and uh, John Denver won it that year, and he lit his. Um, paper on fire with john denver's name on it walked off what is, so there there's been some interesting tantrums uh did, did you watch it, this thing last night rob i did and i saw it this morning and what do you think about it well you know part of uh i think uh, will smith's issues is his his wife was caught cheating on him he forgave her publicly um i think he's a hypersensitive male um, and then, you know, it was interesting, Chris, you know, Chris Rock was approached by Will Smith and, and Chris Rock left his hands behind his back. It seems like when anybody's walking up towards you in a semi-threatening motion, you would have moved your hands. So what does that make he, you think? What do you think that means, Rob? Rob, I think we lost you. Uh, Rob's line is open 303-696-1971. Going to Artis. Artis, you're on 710 KNUS with George and Jimmy. What do you think? Hi. Hi. Well, it just occurs to me with Denver's current Keltner situation that um, (laughs) do we really want people reacting more strongly to something like that? I mean, Lee Keltner's dead because he used spray. So I don't know. I mean, this seems like an odd conversation for the current Denver crowd. <laughs> Artist, do you, do you feel like what you witnessed? Did you watch this, by the way? I thought, you know, I was listening to a conservative radio oh, yeah. and they mentioned it, so I looked at it. I don't care about Hollywood anymore. Um, it looked like it could go either way. What does that mean? Um, but What does that mean it well, could go either way? It could be staged. I mean, my goodness, they're actors. 
they do this all the time. Yeah. They hit each other. They kill each other. Knowing each of so, those guys from the screen, ain't neither of them good enough to pull that off in acting. If it was yeah, Denzel, maybe Denzel, but not Will Smith. Yeah, I don't know. But just with the whole, like I said, Lee Keltner saying it brings a whole new light to the situation. Do you think that if it's not staged, if it is exactly what it or is portrayed to be, that Will Smith should be charged with a crime, with battery? And then in California, that's what it is. That's what we'd call assault here, they'd call battery out there. Yeah, I mean, goodness. We had this summer, you know, California had it. We had it with people destroying cities and towns. And to use this as bad, I mean, I understand the legal thing, but to say this is battery and yet let what happened happen, yeah, it seems a little, it doesn't work for me. Artist, I appreciate I don't know. I appreciate that phone call. Jimmy, you got something for Artist? Yeah, I, well, I just wanted to add into this that if you think about the d- difference when you're discussing acting in a movie or a TV show versus with a live audience, it's kind of like you or I giving a speech with a live audience versus being here on the microphone in our yeah. studio. It is a very different environment to pull that out in a way where you can act with all these people, not just in there in person, but knowing they're watching you on TV live as it's all happening. To think that you're staging this in such an elaborate way, and I would think between Will Smith and Chris Rock only, because it's hard for me to imagine the Oscars actually approved of something that gets them talking not about the victories of all the different actors in films and so forth, but about two actors specifically, uh, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, I just don't think it was staged at all, and um, I think the the thing that is most concerning to me, and we've got people texting in, here's someone that says... Um, blah, 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 blah. Here it is. Um, the reason for the low rating, uh, for the ratings are so low for Oscars is just totally irrelevant. And they don't want us even talking about this. Here's someone else that says, hey, I have this hair problem myself and no one's talking about Jada's reaction. Honestly, Jada's reaction is the only thing that's irrelevant to this whole thing. It doesn't matter if she thought it was funny or she was personally hurt by it. When you start saying if she was really offended then maybe the B-slap is okay. I think it's more proof that it wasn't staged because her reaction was clearly visceral and genuine, unless Will Smith wanted her to feel that maybe. But that gets into more conspiracy cuckoo land to me. No, I I just don't think it's a conspiracy. Here's the the only conspiracy, and it's unspoken, but it's acted upon, and that is a conspiracy to not treat this like the crime that it was and the crime that it would be treated. And this is where 710KNUS listeners ought to be offended. If somebody in any other setting in the metro area were to say something about your wife or your husband or your kid or whatever, and you walked up and hit them in the face in front of a bunch of witnesses, the police would come out, investigate, and you would at a minimum get a summons to go to court. You might be arrested. And the idea that the person you hit goes, hey, no big deal to me, that may be a factor in terms of deciding what to do once the case goes to court. But nobody just gets a pass because guys brush themselves off, go, no big deal to me. I didn't really care. I don't know why I went Homer Simpson there. Uh, Jimmy, thanks for filling in, and thanks for the crosstalk to hey, I'll be in tomorrow, 6 to 10, so tune in them. Listen, thanks, phone brother. lines are full. Keep them that way. I'll let you know when people drop off, 303-696-1971. You can also get us with the text, as we've seen here at the 710KNUS app and on 710KNUS.com. Until we come back, though, you're listening to George Brockler filling in for the great Peter Boyles at 710KNUS. 
Stone, Will Smith is a violent man. Through a punch or a slap or whatever you want to describe it as against Chris Rock on live television, millions of witnesses to this crime and yet no ramifications. In fact, my my sense of it from reading things online is LAPD just rolled over and played dead once Chris Rock said, hey, I don't want to press charges. No interview of Will Smith. Just the most nonsensical double standard you've ever seen. Now, we've had folks call in under Jimmy's show and even put some text up here saying, I think the whole thing was staged. If that were true, not a crime. I don't believe that for a moment. And we don't have any indication from Chris Rock that it was staged. And I just want to read to you here. This is out of the California Penal Code. There is Penal Code Section 240 that describes an assault. An assault is an unlawful attempt coupled with a present ability to commit a violent injury on the person of another. Well, no doubt he attempted it, but there's something that's even more. The completed act is a battery, and that is Section 242 of the California Penal Code. And it says a battery is any willful, no pun intended for will, but Will Smithful, and unlawful use of force or violence upon the person of another. There are only a handful, four that is, Lawful defenses to this. One is self-defense. We know that didn't happen. Defense of another person. And by the way, that's not defend their pride or their honor or something that you might have jousted over or dueled over hundreds of years ago. That's defense of another person immediately, like they are being attacked physically. Defense of a home or personal property. Not true here either, depending upon how Will views his wife. And then consent to the act or the activity. You can't consent After the fact, it's got to be consent before the act. None of those things apply. We watched Will Smith commit a crime on international television and nothing, nothing is being done about it. He could face, and I'm not arguing for this, could face up to six months in jail. But here's where you should be outraged. If it were you and this took place at your kid's school or it took place at uh, a bar, a restaurant, out in a park, you would be charged with a crime. Police would not just say, hey, person who was hit, do you want to press charges? And when they say no, the police go, have a nice day. See you in the green room. See you on Hollywood Boulevard. That would not happen. This is huge hypocrisy. And I'm not saying he needs to be convicted or incarcerated, but the fact that he is given this, you talk about privilege, all that talk about... This dude has privilege. This dude hit someone in the face without a legal defense on television. Do we still call it television, Billy? I don't know. On television and nothing, not a, in fact, gets an award later in that show. He isn't escorted from the premises. Can you imagine someone, can you imagine a white dude assaulting someone anywhere? I mean, offstage, assaulting another attendee. And they're just like, well, please go back to your table. We'll get you more rolls and butter. No, this dude's awaiting an award that he's going to get. So they the ultimate privilege is being able to commit a crime in front of everyone with absolute impunity. And that is exactly what Will Smith did. That is exactly what he did. 303-696-1971 going right to the phone lines. Brenda, you're on 710 KNUS. What do you think? Good morning. And I agree with you. I think um, what he did was horrific. I don't think there's any excuse for what he did he might want to say well i was you know defending my my wife's honor and because because what i remember do you remember they showed that clip and her face went from a beaming smile to a i am 
pissed in like a second. And um, then he goes walking up on the stage. And I thought, and the reason why I call this the shot called around, the shot heard around the world is because I heard it on Sky News first. Yeah, <laughs> so that's right. Sorry. And I just find it abhorrent that because these people have all this money, their ratings are in the tank, this is going to get them up in, in no time because everybody's going to be interested next year. I wonder what's going to happen. Yeah, this who's going to punch who? Are they going to make a yep. funny skit out of it? Is Chris yep. Rock going to come back and Will and they're going to hug it out because yep. they're going to show that we're – I mean, I agree with you, Brenda. And, and, I will say this. What, what do you think mm-hmm. if Jada Pinkett Smith's response had not been to be aghast or look hurt or angry, but instead she had laughed it off as Chris Rock had I don't intended. think anything would have happened. So no, think I about this. So, so think about it. The reaction of the victim there gives license mm-hmm. to Will Smith to go up and hit Chris Rock. I mean, if she had thought and, it was no, funny. That's not, that's not even self-defense. That's garbage because that's unless right. he considers self-defense when she he gets home at night and God knows what he would have done, she would have done it. I don't, I, I don't know. If he, you know, but, well, you know, one other thing that I was thinking is that um, is that he – Chris Rock didn't even back away. He didn't no. even like – He all he did was comment on it, so I don't even think he was – thinking oh, I, that this I, man is actually going to hit not me. a chance it was a complete you know, not at shock all, but to that, him. that look uh, and the words that came out of will smith's mouth lost all respect for him never going to his movies again he, he so sucker makes, slapped chris rock he sucker slapped him, exactly right i mean like he and pe- he preyed upon the environment which felt safe like who would think someone would assault someone on, on camera but two mm-hmm. he preyed upon whatever relationship he had with chris that predated this where my guess is no assault had ever taken place and so chris no. with his hands behind his back stands in and thinks oh yep. this is good and then bam hits him right in the face what a coward yep. what a coward I think he is a coward for doing that and i think that for anybody out there who idolizes these folks and i'm including children in this they look up to these people for because they're actors and they don't realize that those characters aren't really real. That disgusts me. They're going to be looking at that and thinking, oh, that's okay. I can punch my friend because he said this. I don't know. The ramifications are so wild and out there, but I find the whole thing just to be out of bounds. It is a battery. It's complete battery. I don't care if he even just should like he be charged. Should he be, should he be charged with a crime? Yes, he should, because why not? Everybody else is. What about why this, Brenda? Special? Before, exactly. What makes him special? Because he's a Hollywood guy. Because he's got a lot he's of a money Hollywood guy. For, for all the talk about cops mistreating and having bias against black men, there is a perfect yeah. example of one who had nothing to do with race or gender. It has to do with his station in life. It's, this dude is living privilege. a privileged exactly. me. Very privileged existence, right? Anybody else Absolutely. does that in any other setting, and the cops put them in cuffs and or write them like a summons. And just like you guys are talking about, look at do, uh, Dunlop here in, in Colorado. Come on. This I, I is so disgusting. It. I can hardly believe it. But I love the conversation you have. I love the comments that are coming in. And I just hope that people keep on battering. Excuse me, bad choice of words. I mean, <laughs> That's all right, Brenda. No one's going to slap going you. going on and on and on about this because this is just absolutely wrong. Brenda, thank you for that great phone call and getting us started here at 303-696-1971. Brenda's line is open. You can fill it up too. We're going to go to Jeff. Jeff, you're on 710 KNUS. What do you think about what happened last night? Well, Mr. Brockler, uh, I have an incident that happened in Arapahoe County and it was either 2013 or 2014. Were you the DA there then in that area? I was the district attorney for the 18th from 2013 to 2021. Okay. Um, 
I believe it was under, uh, might have been under your watch. Anyway, it, that doesn't matter. I was punched in the face by a black gentleman. I'm a white person, by the way. And I was charged with disorderly conduct. Did the police come and investigate County. and take statements yes, from everyone? All they stuff they didn't do last me. night. Yeah, go ahead. They, they, they're the ones, they came out and investigated and they charged me with disorderly conduct. And I had no idea why. It was from a road rage incident. Now, I'm not going to say I was in the right. But we were both equally to blame in the road rage incident. We pulled over at a King Supers, I thought, in the, where it'd be safe, where there's cameras. I got out, uh-huh. had my hands at the side. Guy punched me in the face. Okay. I got a ticket on, on the Rappo County for disorderly conduct. What did I had no did idea why. I had a, no idea. Ticket? I, he got disorderly conduct also, so but both they refused to charge him for assault. They refused. The deputies that came out refused to uh, charge him, and I had no idea why, no idea why, until I went to the pretrial conference, and he claimed that I was used throwing the N-word at him. Uh-huh. And then now, what happened with your case? And I had to pay a lawyer practically um, well high four figures to get the thing quashed. I don't know what that I means. What does that mean, record. get it, it was quashed? A, well, to go through the whatever he did to make sure that I the charge. Did you have to enter that, a plea of guilty? Did you enter a plea of guilty at any time? No, I did not. No, I did so not. So they just dismissed I, the I, charge. We got it. We went through, and I forget exactly his. I, his name was uh, Ken Eckler, I don't know who my is. lawyer. Yeah, if know. you know him, don't know. Uh, and he went through it, and I went through a lot of paperwork, and I had to pay a lot of figures, but we got it because I'm not going to have it in my hey, Just to be, I just want to be clear about what happened, Jeff, because I don't know your case. As you can imagine, we prosecute well, tens of thousands well, every year of misdemeanors. Jeff, hang on. It's either dismissed or you entered a plea of guilty. Those are the only then, options. Then it was dismissed. Then we got it dismissed. And you didn't have to I take any classes. You didn't have to do anything like that. I think I had to take some anger classes. If Once you again, did, it was seven years ago. Then it means you got a deferred judgment and you pleaded guilty. And then once you completed, no, the, I did not plead guilty. But, it, but that's the only way that happens. Nobody just says no, taking anger management classes. I would not get it on the record. That was under your jurisdiction, though, wasn't it? Uh, it's not under my jurisdiction, under my authority. But it would have been a deferred because we don't have the authority to make you take any anger management classes. Well, absent maybe we that can look judgment. at the case and find out what happened because I did yeah. not plead guilty. Go and to, I had to go through go, yeah, go, and, ha- Happy uh, to take a look. I don't have access to those files anymore. And because it's a misdemeanor and it sounds like it's seven years old, I don't know what paperwork exists. But maybe you can go to cocourts.com. Well, just because it, the it sounds like, though, it sounds like you feel like you were treated differently than Will Smith was treated. I, yeah, because the gentleman was black, and he claimed, first of all, I could be, uh, I, my jaw dropped when I found out that's what he was claiming. And that doesn't I matter. You, I could have been the biggest racist in the world. It was night. I had no idea I the guy it. was black do, until he Jeff, got out of the car. do you think that Will Smith, given your experience, do you think that Will Smith should be accused of a crime? Oh, yeah, he got off, and I think there's a race element to it, just like there was in my incident under your uh, uh, jurisdiction there, your authority, as yeah. you said. As you know, I don't charge the misdemeanors. They come to us from Well, it was your assistant district attorney deputy. running out of the office of the pretrial, calling me a racist, telling me I, claiming yeah. I called him the N-word like it was a fact. 
and I was just I was just appalled. I mean, yeah, I don't know it was already determined that I was a racist. She's running out of the office, Jeff. Whatever, I, where we had the pretrial yeah, calling wish, me a racist. I wish I knew spe- the specifics about your case. I, I don't. I don't know what happened there, but I appreciate you calling in, and I agree with you. I think it is unfair for you to be accused of a crime in that circumstance, and Will Smith to apparently not even be talked to by law enforcement in that situation. Listen, the phone lines continue to fill up. Jeff's line is open at 303-696-1971. George, super powerful masculine name. And Gary, uh, stay on the line. I'll get to you after this break. Until that time, you're listening to George Brockler filling in for the great Peter Boyles right here on 710 KNUS. George Brockler back with you here. Now, listen, phone lines are full. I promise you stay on through this break because we got to have them. I don't even get to control this anymore. Uh, I will get you on George, Gary, Elizabeth. I'd love to hear from law enforcement, too. Would you have ever just walked away if a victim of an assault said, don't care, move on? And if you're a woman, do you want a guy to stand up for you and do this on your behalf? Is what Will Smith, is what he did okay with you? 303-696-1971 or hit us on the app at 710KNUS or 710KNUS.com. Until that time, George Brockler filling in for the great Peter Boyles at 710KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.